Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's get small talk. Thank you. <laughs> so excited here. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to episode 138 of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today is going to be a very, hmm, how should I describe it? It's going to be a very interesting episode. Let's leave it at that, right? It's going to be very interesting, right? I don't want to give it away. However, I do have a very, very special guest joining me, and we're going to be talking about something very, very interesting, especially in the times that we're living in. Hmm. Interesting indeed. Before we dive deep, and yes, we are going all the way deep into the fields. Before we dive deep, first, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Skip the Small Talk, and you would like to help the podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is what you've been doing for so long now. Whether it's word of mouth, whether it's texting the episode link to one person on your phone, whatever it may be, I appreciate it. And please continue doing it. Thank you. All right. Let's kick this show off with a little motivation. Three, two, one. Score! Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. Wow. Wow. It's like we we ended up here yet again, week after week. It's our favorite day of the week. It is Friday. Friday. Friday is the day many people look forward to because it's the end of the week, because they worked all week, and now they're looking forward to relax for the weekend. Yes, it is Friday. Friday is one of the most anticipated days of the week. Not only because it's at the end, because it's the beginning of the weekend. It is Friday. Friday means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But what Friday means to us. Friday is the completion. I'm going to just be honest with you. When Friday comes. And all my work is complete. Nobody can make me feel the way that completion makes me feel. When I execute and everything is done and I worked all week, I juggled it all, I managed it all. Some way, somehow it got done. That's a great feeling. Execute. That's what Friday means to us. Once again, Friday means many things to many different people. But when we think of Friday, we think of one thing and one thing only. And that is execution. 
We didn't come to play. We came to finish working. We didn't come to play. We came to get the job done. See, we know there's a time to play. And then there's a time to work. Friday. Friday is the day we button it all up. Friday is the day that we make sure everything we said we were going to do is done. Integrity. Accountability. Responsibility. Friday. I want y'all to say it with me. On three. You already know what it's time to say. I've been waiting this whole time to say it. And I want you to say it with me. One, two, three. Finish Strong Friday. And when you do just that, you make sure that you follow up by kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying your weekend. Balance. 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 Oh, and more balance. Finish Strong Friday, guys. Let's get it. With that being said, without any further ado, I would like to introduce our special guest, my good brother Malcolm. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for joining me, man. You know, this topic, it, uh, <laughs> with everything going on in the world, it's a, it's a timely topic. It's a sensitive topic. It's a touchy topic. It's a lot of different adjectives. But mm-hmm. today, Malcolm and I, We'll be diving into emusations. That's what we'll be talking about today. Emusations. And it all spawned from a podcast that we both watched recently, I Am Woman. And Gaddafi Vick, who is Michael Vick's wife, she shared a very, very touching story. So much so when I sent the link to Malcolm, I, I told him, you know, the episode almost brought me to tears because of her story alone. And, and what Gaddafi said was her child, her son, her Michael Vick, everyone knows Michael Vick, the quarterback that played in the NFL for the Falcons, for the Steelers, for the Jets, for the Philadelphia Eagles, the one and only Michael Vick. Their son, who was a little over one years old, He was doing great. He was already saying mommy and daddy. He was starting to learn his colors. He knew his name. And he was coming along great. And Gaddafi took him in to get his immunization shots. And and their son's life changed uh, drastically, immediately. So much so, Gaddafi said that her son stopped talking after he got his immunization shots. And so much so that Gaddafi said, till this day, two years later, at three years old, they struggle with his speech, and he's in speech therapy. And you guys will have to watch the episode for yourself. It is, it is heart-wrenching to hear her talk about it 
because immediately as a parent, you put yourself in her shoes and it's, it's heartbreaking. It really is. But, but that's what Malcolm is here to talk about today. And we're going to broaden the topic and, and talk about it as a whole. But my brother, you just heard my take on it. What, what was your take after you heard Qaddafi's story? How, how did you feel? How did you receive it? I mean, yeah, you know, the same way. Any, anytime something happens to a, a child, um, a small child like that, um, you know, of course, you're always heartbroken to hear those type of stories. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the same feeling. You, you never want to hear, you know, any child anywhere, whether they live here in America or anywhere across the world, go through any, you know, traumatic experience. So when you hear that, of course, you, you do feel heartbroken for that child. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, you know, let's just let's just get into it, my brother. Let's get All into right. it. I uh I just wish after doing first of all, I've heard about amusations and, and the risk of them mm-hmm. L- long time ago. I would have to say maybe a decade ago, to be honest with you. This is before I've heard Robert De Niro's story. This is before I heard Qaddafi Vick's story. This is before I heard Jim Carrey talk about it. This is literally me taking information in on my own. I remember one day I went to the clinic. Um, uh, I like my throat was killing me and I ended up having strep throat. Uh, but while I was there waiting to be seen, I seen a sign on a desk and it said, All immunizations are free of cost. Bring your child in today. And I took a picture of it and I remember sending it to Alicia because it stuck out to me about something being free in the society that we live in. We live in a capitalistic society where people make money off of everything. We live in a capitalistic society where pharmaceutical, big pharma makes money by us being sick and by keeping us sick. So I was a little confused, just like I've always been a little weary of the flu shot. Not so much because you can get the shot and still end up catching the flu. No, because Walgreens is telling me that, hey, come get the flu shot today and we'll give you a $20 gift card. Like these incentives that, that come with it, it's like, whoa, well, this is, it's, it's just perplexing for me because where what I'm accustomed to is everybody trying to make a dollar. So Mm -hmm. why are they doing this for free? That's all. I'm not talking about the medicine yet. I'm not talking about the dosage yet. I'm not talking about any of that. I just really don't see much of anything free in the Mm -hmm. country that we live in. Uh, So that was my, that was the onset of my skepticism to it. Like, okay, wow. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wanted to ask you, my brother, what, what was your initial um, feelings on immunization? Immunizations, right. And, and you're right. There, there are a lot of places that will, you'll, you'll be able to get your immunization shots for free, right? But once again, the most important thing that you said, we do live in a capitalistic market. So once again, nothing is ever free. Um, these, these pharmaceuticals are getting paid one way or another. Um, there's a certain amount of doses that's already bought for those free shots. 
and they're just trying to give them out. And you're asking, well, who's buying these shots? Of course, that that's probably usually government is buying these shots um, and allowing for people to get them for free. Um, so it's it's not free. Somebody is purchasing them. Um, and ultimately, they have to run these numbers back to the government showing, hey, we were able to give out these much immunizations because then the government's going to look at it. Well, if you're not giving out the shots. What's the point of us paying for it? Mm. OK, OK. All right. That makes sense. OK, well. Let's go ahead and take it a step further. OK, my brother, I. Uh, thankfully, I have I have not experienced the the unfortunate event that Gaddafi and Robert De Niro and, and many other people have experienced. Um, Aaliyah got her immunizations and she was perfectly fine. Thankfully, thankfully. Right. However, I don't care if the percentage is 0.2. Mm-hmm. If you end up being part of that 0.2 percentage, mm-hmm. Nobody else, unless for the people that's in that group with you and that small percentage, nobody else can relate to your pain. Nobody yep. else can relate to what you're dealing with. Nobody else knows how your child was before and after. So all right. I'm saying is the immunizations, they very well may be the best thing ever for majority. Right. But if you're ever on the other side, could you imagine? Could, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I would be angry with the world for the rest of my life. Absolutely. I would be. And, and that's what I'm saying. While I was doing research on this, it, and we could just talk about it today. Clearly, if you have any questions about uh, immunization or vaccine, which is, that's what they are, you know, polio, mm-hmm. uh, for polio, for hepatitis, for uh, rotavirus, for uh, hemili- uh, Yeah, there's a host of them, measles, mm-hmm. mumps, chicken pox. However, if you have any question about it, it's like, it's like taboo. But yet, it is a possibility that it may be too much for your child at once. It may be. And if it happens to affect your child, it doesn't affect anyone else in the world but you and your family. So for you to have questions or to be a little skeptical or to want to be cautious about it, I believe that's okay. And I believe that's okay to talk about it. I don't think you should be shunned because there is a possibility that it could go the other way. Right. What do you think, man? Do you you think we should have just complete trust and faith? No, you, you can't have complete trust and faith in anything, right? Um, so when, when speaking of, um, it's, it's a Gaddafi? Yes. How do you say it? Okay, Gaddafi. Uh, I was just making sure I said it right. I mean, when, when you hear these stories, you know, right? They're, they're, the, the numbers say, the data says that people who get immunizations, perfectly fine. Overwhelmingly, that number shows it, Right. But it, it doesn't matter, right? Because there is going to be people in that other percentage, right? And like you said, being a parent, it does make you nervous, right? Well, what happens if I fall or if my child falls in that percentage? There's no way of knowing, right? So having the information 
is important. But one thing that they kept saying in, in that in that podcast is information, 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 right? The problem with information is information is is prevalent to us, right? It's not hard to get information. The problem we have now is getting correct information. What's mm-hmm. right, what's wrong, right? And that's where a lot of mistrust, misinformation can lead people, um, whether you, you get a vaccine or not, right? Because you can, re- you can get all the accurate information and still decide not to get the vaccine. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't agree with vaccines just on the premises of a vaccine, right? So when you, when you hear these stories, you always want to be super cautious of, of getting a vaccine. And I truly believe in, and I, and I knew this from the very beginning, you don't have to get vaccines the way the doctor wants you to, to, to give shots to your kids. I didn't my, know that. I didn't I know knew that, that, my brother. My, my thing was always two. No more than two for one appointment. We'll see you guys 60, 60 to 90 days later. Why? They're not in school. Why do we got to, I mean, what's the reason? Why do we got to, you know, shoot them up so much? You know? And, and I like to know what type of vaccines is going in. Okay, I understand chicken bombs. Because if you don't get vaccinated, um, uh, like us, we, we were probably nine out of 10 weren't, weren't vaccinated for chicken pox. Uh, we probably were just put in a room with our cousins or somebody else who had it at the time. And then that was our vaccine. But we're more susceptible. I can't remember what they said on the, uh, on the episode of getting it because we had chicken pox. Shingles. Yes, there we go. Shingles. So and that's true. I did hear that because we've had chicken pox, we are more susceptible to get shingles. But Aaliyah and Malcolm, Tyler and Malia, they probably won't get either or chicken pox or shingles. So they've already been vaccinated for chicken pox. So um, I'm, I'm all down for getting information. And I actually like the fact that we're living in the world that we are right now, because I've never been a person of. Um, medication. I hate medication. Mm. I won't even take like a Tylenol for a headache. I don't, I don't like med- If I, if you see me pop a pill, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. Like that is my last resort. I'd rather mm. do, you know, make some tea, make a home remedy or something because I always feel like those pills are unnatural in its beginning. So of course a vaccine is unnatural. Um, but it's pros and cons to everything. Right. And, you know, I've, I've, I have all my shots, I guess that I needed. Um, you know, I have a, I took the vaccine myself. It's all pros and cons. Right. Um, so it's just one of those things. And and that's one of the biggest things I did agree with them is, man, everybody has to do what they feel is best for them. And like you said, you shouldn't be shunned for even having the conversation. People don't even want to talk anymore, right? And I feel like if you're, whether you're pro or against, I think you should make all the information readily to everyone, right? If you're asking somebody to come get this immunization, if they have questions about it, there should be a parent hotline. There should be, you know, an advocate that can reach out to you and, and speak on your behalf to the doctors. Understand, you know, because we don't speak. I hate when doctors try to speak to you and in medical terminology. I don't understand none of that. So why are you talking to me? Like I understand, explain it to me in my world. That's why, that's why I understand. That's why I understand where they're coming from too as, as well. 
Like you go see these doctors and stuff and they just, they're just, you don't even understand what all this stuff means essentially. Right. I mean, so, and, and from that point, from that point of view, I see where everybody's problem is from that point of view. I don't understand, but you want me just to jump on board and and file and, and walk in line and do what everybody else does. No, no. So I agree. I have no problem with people, you know, voicing their opinions and, and, you know, hoping that they're not a part of that percentage of where it might not go right. If, if, if you're telling me that there's a, uh, I'm sorry, a 5% chance of something going wrong is a high chance for me to take with my kids. Exactly. So you, you, you have to be, you have to be objective, right? You can be pro something, but still be objective and understand why a person would have a problem with, with, taking a vaccine or getting their immunization shots or why somebody might speak negative negative on those things, right? Just like taking a Tylenol. There's going to be people who talk negative on taking Tylenol. Because if you read any Tylenol uh, in the back of any Tylenol, one of the symptoms is death. Wow. <laughs> That's on the back of every Tylenol. Wow. Right? But yeah. why, are, why, why are people not afraid to take Tylenol? Because it's so common. It's so common, right? We know, hey, most, pe- most people, is, is, I might get, a, you know, I might feel this way. I might get this. That's the symptom here. We've have, we have years and years and years and years and years and years of data to show something. Right. Right? So it's okay. People understand, okay, well, th- we've been doing this for a long time. You know, how many people are going to die? Less right. than this and that. Do, do do people die? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, I don't know People are aware. Tylenol about six years ago, Tylenol had a super big major lawsuit. Really? Yes. But you know what Tylenol did? They they pretty much without saying they they effed up. They pretty much came out and said that without saying it. You know, they can't say that. Mm. You know, if they did that. And they paid billions and billions of dollars in settlement. They sold a bad, there was a, a bad batch of Tylenol that came out one time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But you know, you know why people still buy Tylenol? Is because Tylenol admitted, essentially, without, without, without admitting, they admitted they, they, they made a mistake. Mm. And they paid. It's one of the biggest lawsuits ever for a pharmaceutical. Wow. wow. Or I, I don't know if it's a pharmaceutical or a prescription company, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's one of the biggest lawsuits. But people are okay with you admitting their mistake as long as you admit that you were wrong. That's like Johnson & Johnson with the baby powder, you know, yeah. with the recent admission of it being linked to cancerous cells, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we grew up putting Johnson Johnson baby powder on us. Mm-hmm. Was Johnson & Johnson just got to give it up. I know. They're always into something. They're always messing up. Always. That's probably because they're doing too much they got so many different products right it's quality control is probably not as great well it's clearly not as great as it should be should be yeah they're all over the place and they got so many different um like um subsidiaries and different mm-hmm. company names underneath their name and yep. they got a lot going on every decision that we make every every food that we put in our body 
we're just making we're just ultimately outweighing we're weighing the pros and cons even if it's 51 percent, we'll always take the 51 percent you're right you not? i mean and 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 it's mind-boggling see that's the scary part i guess when you start thinking about this because for me that's why that's where my mind led to because i was like man that 0.5 sounds i mean it's it's scary come on like because you know especially when you're a parent like your number one responsibility is to protect your kid but let's be honest we've been gambling with our kids life since they came out the womb and truthfully we've been gambling with their lives when they were in the womb if we're being mm. honest mm. they tell us to take prenatal vitamins oh it's natural how do how the hell did i know mm. i still don't know what's in them goddamn prenatal vitamins if i'm being honest with you brody that's true i don't know you know you know what i'm saying like so but the thing is, that's why I kind of that's why I kind of like where we're at right now, because people are really starting to dig into, well, what the heck are what the heck is, are, is people really giving me? And I think that's fair. And I think that's fair. Let me make let me make the choice if 10 percent is good enough for me. Because mm-hmm. it might not be a risk I'm worth taking, worth taking. And I think if you're sitting on the other side with that, you have to be OK. We have been so conformed with how we do things that we are typically not thinking. We're just sheeps, usually just doing what we've seen has worked, right? You know what I mean? We know that there's going to come a certain point in time where we're going to get our, 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 our wool uh, shaved off. Mm. You know what I mean? We just, we just continue doing what we know. It's conforming, know. right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, but I, but I'm okay with the sheep asking, well, why you keep cutting my wool off? Well, why can't I ever keep it on? Mm-hmm. But we all know that a sheep does have to cut its wool. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a sheep that has never had a cut, um, but it gets very dangerous for them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, they can't see. It starts growing over their eyes. It starts growing over. It starts growing all over the place. Wow. Yeah. But, um, but it, I, I feel like, I, I think that's what I'm, I'm enjoying out of all of this. But see, here's the thing. And this is more towards like vaccine, right? Yeah. I, I rather talk to somebody who believes in the virus, right? And just and, and just a little skeptical or hesitant on the vaccine. I don't want to talk to anybody who doesn't believe in the virus, who thinks it's a hoax. Yeah. That's two different type of conversation, right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? To me, you have a legitimate concern. And it's not that you it's not that you don't believe in wearing a mask. It's not that you don't believe in social distance. It's not like you don't believe in the virus. You just have a legitimate concern that you haven't got enough answers to. As opposed to someone who thinks it's not real. You know what I mean? And, right. and that's, I think, where we have to be careful. When we have these conversations with people like we have to we have to predetermine who's worth having these conversations with people who just don't believe in immunizations because they feel like you know it's all just a big conspiracy whatever the case may be or people who just have legitimate questions and just want a better understanding what the heck they're putting in their bodies that's true that that's a very very good point you do have to figure out first (laughs) where's this where's this conversation starting you know right because if it's if it's on two different playing fields then you guys will forever be talking about uh, yeah about something else you know 
you think you're talking about the same thing, but you're really not. Yeah. Wow. That's that's true. That's a very good point. Let's talk about people's lack of trust and faith in the government. Yeah. Because yeah. I believe that's I believe that's where it stems from. It's that's just, a great point. I'm just gonna be honest. I always feel like there's an agenda somewhere. I always feel like there's a bigger place somewhere. And I always feel like it's in their favor at our expense. That's just how I always feel. Yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. I mean, when you have when I believe when you have these conversations, I always felt like one, I always like, especially when it came to like the vaccine, right? I feel because I did my own research and I was I was I, I, it wasn't the, the government because at the time I took my vaccine, it wasn't a heavy government push the way it is right now. It was more, I was more concerned of, you understand, one, not only a mistrust of the government, but two, it goes back to the very first thing. This is a capitalistic market. Everything is about making money. Right. Let's, let's not get this confused. There's, there's been more billionaires made in this since the pandemic has started. There's been a lot of people who've gotten filthy rich since this pandemic has started. So there's people benefiting that there's, there, that there's COVID-19 out there. So you do understand that, that that does happen. So that automatically puts, you know, mistrust within your mind because it, it happened. It's not something that you just made up. And then when it comes to the government, the government has or they'll what the government do, they give you partially the truth. Or they, they, they misled us a couple times. We know that. It's happened. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that to me, that is a fair argument. Anybody who has that, because the government has misled us a couple times. Right? I shouldn't say a couple times, many times, honestly. And because things are so political, there is an agenda behind everything. Mm. You So... Here's the thing. If I'm president right now, what's the most important thing? Getting the economy back, getting people back working, and eliminating COVID-19. If that's the most important thing, and I know that's going to get me reelected, what's going to be the number one thing on the agenda? Vaccine. So what am I going to be pushing, whether I have all the information or not? Right. It's the same thing. It, it's, this is sales. Right. It's, it's, it goes back to sales because I'm in sales. Right. If I'm commission based. Right. And my number one objective, the only way I get paid, the only way that I become the top salesperson is by making transactions go through. But at the end of the day, if one house has a bigger commission than the other house, which house am I going to push? Oh, the one with the- most agents were going to push one with, with the most bigger commission. Yes. When, you're, when your true responsibility is, is to service your client and make sure that they get the home that they most want or get out of the two, they get the home that has the best deal. Mm-hmm. But because I have my self-interest involved in the decision that you make, I am going to push my self-interest. And that means ultimately guiding you to, to gain my self-interest. And that's a higher commission so while i'm disguising it as if i am 
you know, on your side and, and helping you make the best decision. No, I'm, I'm pushing you. Oh, this house has this. Oh, no, they both have it. I just didn't tell you the other one had it. So did I lie? No. I just withheld some facts about the other home. Mm. And that's, I feel the government does the same thing plenty of times. It becomes so political. It becomes so self-interest because politicians want to get reelected. Wow. So if my constituents already feel a certain type of way, instead of me coming out and tell the truth, oh, no, I'm just going to find some information that supports what they feel. Wow. At the end of the day, I just want to stay in power and I want to get reelected. Right. And see instead that, of, then, yeah. And, 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 that, and, and that's you on the other side, knowing that, how can you ever trust anything that they say? Right. The only person that could actually win that game and come in and, and change politics would be Donald Trump. Mm. Now, why do you, you say that? The guy is amazing when you think about it. And amazing for this one reason. He didn't play by the rules. Mm. This guy was, a, was a, 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 a gangster, a thug. He ran the show how he wanted to run it. He didn't care about none of them old school rules. <laughs> that, and that, what I wish, I wish Donald Trump, for, I, I really wish he just would, would believe what I believe. If he believed what I, I would vote for him. Oh. He, that's why people, he shook things up. Yo, right now you got, and this is a little, this is way off a little bit, but right now you got Democrats fighting with each other. I tell you one thing: ain't no Republican ever fought with each other when when Donald Trump was in in uh in office. He had him in line. If he said if he said this is what the Republicans gonna do, they all was gonna do it. Wow. Wow. And make sure, but man, um, yeah. When when it's and I believe it's the same thing with policing too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You go in. There's a lot. I believe there's a lot of good on a, a lot of. Well, I shouldn't say. I think there's a lot of people who go in with great intentions. But once you walk in, oh no, this is not how we do it here, sir. And then with it's, with all that being said, that's how you get all people. You know, with so much skepticism. Yeah, the whole thing. But see, it it leads to a whole nother question. Like, do you think? Let me, all right. Let's keep it real. There was at a point in time. This is before my time, but I truly believe that the people of this country really, really believed and backed the government. Oh, hundred percent. Yes, and then it slowly, slowly, slowly deteriorated away. And so uh, let me ask you this, my brother. Do you think the government will ever have the public's trust again, as it once did decades ago? Mm. So I think that's, um, for me, that is a, like a, a two-part answer. So one, um, it would have to be genuine, right? meaning that nobody who is currently in office could be a part of that government um, or have any relationship to any old part of the government. So essentially what I'm saying, it'd have to be a complete overhaul of everybody currently in political office in order for us to truly feel like 
you know, the government is now building back up trust with us. The second part to that is the only way I feel like they could, you know, build the trust back up with its people would be to manufacture it. And when I say manufacture it, they have to do something or something has to happen that unites everybody. Something like, you know, like a 9-11 or something like that, where people can, where everybody, no matter where you're white, black, Asian, Mexican, whatever the case may be, everybody can rally behind, you know, the government. Mm. Um, so those are really the only two ways I think that, you know, the government can rebuild some of that trust. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's, there, it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. They do have to get rid of the old and bring in the new. And uh, they definitely got, definitely got some work to do, man. Absolutely. How do you see this all playing out if things just keep going the way they are? How do, how do you see this playing out? Well, <laughs> either, either that's another two ways, too. Either things get a little tighter back home, meaning that the government is less friendly, or the people become less friendly. I mean, we, we already see with, you know, riots has always been a part of our history. Riots will become bigger. They'll happen more often. We saw what happened January 6th. Those things will just be reoccurring until the bubble pops. And the bubble pops is ultimately fighting in the streets. It's large protests. It's overtaking governmental, I mean, government buildings. Um, essentially, a revolution. At some point, if a government can't get control of its people, that's how you get a revolution. That's how you get an overthrow, a coup, whatever the case, whatever, whatever the case may be. If it continues like this, that's what happens. Wow. Right now, it's a minority of people who have this very, very. And when I say this, this is a very, very strong distrust of the government. But as a government continues to operate the way they've been operating, that minority will eventually become the majority. And then when you have a majority of people thinking like that, January 6th will look like a, a speck in the universe. <laughs> wow. Wow. And you know what? That's real. That's real, my brother. I will probably, if I had to say which one I thought would come first before the other, I think the latter before the former. As they say, the the revolution will not be televised. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, let's see, man. You know, yeah. let's see. I mean, let's see how it all plays out. That's all we can do, right? That's all we can. That's all we can do. My brother, I want to thank you for joining me today, man. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. No, absolutely. It's been fun once again. Yes. You know, I couldn't have this conversation with anyone else, man. Just just being able to just come and just and and just talk, man. No, absolutely. Anytime, any place, you know I'm there. Yes, sir. And with that being said, let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to do. I recommend something for you to read. I recommend something for you to watch because you 
deserve to treat yourself. You absolutely do. Guys, listen, you cannot pour from an empty cup. I want you to remember that. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to replenish. You have to refuel. You have to refill. So, you know what? How about you have a treat? What I recommend that you watch is the podcast episode that Malcolm and I referenced many times throughout the episode. It is a podcast from I Am Woman. So just go to YouTube, type in I Am Woman, and then click on the episode titled Baby Mama Drama. The episode is about 40 minutes long. You will enjoy it. It touches on everything we spoke about, plus a whole lot more. It is one of my top five favorite podcasts every time they drop iTunes. And you know what? We're going to do episode one day. We're going to do that soon. I'm going to do an episode all about podcasts, different podcasts. Yeah, that sounds fun. Coming soon. Once again, go to YouTube, type in I Am Woman Podcast, click on the episode that reads Baby Mama Drama. It is 40 minutes long. It is very interesting. It is very intriguing. It is very insightful. That's a lot of eyes right there. I, I, I. It is everything plus more. Tune in. Now for something to read. What I recommend that you read? Do your own research. That's what I recommend that you read. I recommend that you, however you feel after listening to this episode, I challenge you. To be objective. I recommend that you just take in some new information. Just to challenge yourself. All right. Now for something to do. What I recommend that you do is. It's getting chilly out there guys. So you know what? I recommend. That you make a nice warm cup of tea. Hot cocoa coffee, whatever your warm beverage, apple cider. Oh man, that's a favorite right now. Whatever warm beverage you prefer, I want you to warm it up and I want you to kick back, relax. You can light a candle, you could read, or you could just sit there and ponder or reflect or envision. Whatever you want to do, make that warm beverage and relax. Relax. Thank you so much for listening. I deeply appreciate it. Before you leave, I want to leave you with this question. Should medicine ever be questioned? Thank you.